This episode is brought to you by Kitcaster. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready for a digital dive? You're listening to the GZ Chop Shop Podcast, the weekly tech and gaming media podcast that breaks down the latest news, lore, and more. So plug in, because the GZ Chop Shop starts now. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the GZ Chop Shop Podcast. I am your host, Project Katachi, joined by my good friend and co-host, War Nurse. And this week... We are going to, we're just going to have a little bit of fun this week. We, for like, I want to say, we say the last few weeks, but honestly, for the last few months, I think we were diving deep into like the muck of the tech industry, the gaming industry. Like, you know, we were revealing some conspiracies and and I was starting to feel like some kind of like Alex Jones of fucking gaming. It was getting a little much. Yeah. So, you know what? Let's go back to our roots. Before the episode, before we actually started recording this episode, you were talking about um, before you if, came if I on died? the GZ Chop Shop. Wait, what? Oh, I thought you said before we started the show, I thought we were talking about how if I died, <laughs> I'm saying it's okay. <laughs> well, we I'd be mad that, that you, you, would, you would use AI to synthesize or, 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 or recreate me, and I'd be even more mad if you found some newfound success with my AI counterpart with the AI counterpart co-host, but no, when we were talking about, um, way back, cause I think we're, we're, we're over, we're well over hundreds of episodes. We're pushing almost 150 episodes now. And when you came into the GZ chop shop, I hadn't even broken a hundred episodes yet, but in the beginning it was all about, you know, just strictly gaming. Like, you know, we did talk about the news, but we were very, you know, we we didn't dive deep into things. We just kind of like grazed the surface of it and how the show has evolved to what it is now. Where we're like getting into the muck. Thinking about that not too long ago, how we we did. We used to just kind of be gaming and some like anime and comics occasionally. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we have so many episodes that are going over A.I., uh, internet technology, uh, solar flares for some reason. I don't know how that the ended end up of the that. internet, the end of the internet, uh, who controls the internet. That was a wild one. We we've gone yeah. down a lot of, uh, borderline conspiracy sounding, uh, topics. Uh, and then we turn around and talk about movies and, and music sometimes. So we we've gone over a lot of things that, we're not there at the beginning. Yeah. 
And you know, it's, it's depending it's, on when you, what episode you tune into and listen to for the first time is a pretty big deal. Cause yeah. <laughs> you know, you tune into the right episode and you're like, Oh, we like this. There's some com- comedic factor. These guys seem okay. They like gaming or whatever the case is. And then you tune into another one and it's all you hear is fuck Microsoft or, or Sony <laughs> for four straight months or another one, you know, like, oh, Jeezy Chop Shop Gaming Podcast. Cool. And then you t- the first episode you hear is we're all going to die next year from solar flares. <laughs> Breaking so, news. Whoever I imagine anyone, you know, those those people who have been with us for a while are very confused. Yes. But, you know, if if you've been with us since the beginning, uh, we definitely appreciate you. Like, I, I want to say the plan was to deliver a roller coaster experience with this podcast. It didn't get delivered the way I envisioned it, but I am not upset with how it's gone. Like roller coaster ups and downs are meant to be unpredictable. And the fact that it's unpredictable sometimes even to us. I think is what gives us such uh, a unique dynamic and gives our listeners such a unique experience because sometimes, uh, you know, you'll come up and you'll be like, Hey, did you know? And I'm like, no. And then we do that back and forth and we definitely know our listeners are like, we didn't know that either. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, the, the chop shop has definitely evolved over um, the, last few years that we've been doing it and if you're new to the show we definitely recommend going back and checking some of our early episodes and just hearing how it's evolved over the time over these last hundred or so episodes and i promise you will not be disappointed you're going to laugh you're going to be confused you're going to be enlightened and the one thing i want to i always try to stress to people is it's more than a gaming podcast a lot of people they get stuck on the gaming part and they're like, oh, you know, I don't know anything about games. Oh, it's just games. I think we're more but, of an entertainment podcast. Yeah, now. we yeah we actually dive more into in the entertainment and news. We we pretty much break down the news that a lot of people just don't have the time to consume because it's not mainstream news, but it still indirectly affects them. Which is another thing, like especially with technology, like why are the prices of this going up, and why is this company buying that company? We cover those things so that people are informed without having to do the research into something that they might not be willing to do the research into. That's, that's what we do for them. And then we break it down and then all at the end of the day, it all comes back to Microsoft. (laughs) It's always Microsoft's fault. One of my favorite moments. I don't remember exactly what was said. I just remember the topic and it was you and me. And this was about, this was about two years ago, I think actually. And, Yuli and Kara were on the show Mm -hmm. and somehow a a conversation about, about like Disney and media and, and streaming services turned into alien abductions and sleep like fucking aliens. And somehow Walt Disney was involved. And I don't, I don't remember (laughs) what it was about, but it lives in my head rent free. And I've been needing to look up this because it's back when it was back when Kara was doing the odd news segment. Uh, yeah. Kara's corner, which the Kara corner. And I kind of missed that. I've I've considered bringing that back with a new twist Uh, because I enjoyed that. And and the Florida man news was always a gem to me. But yeah, I don't remember the 
exact conversation. I just remember the the flow of the conversation and what was kind of being discussed. And uh, and I think about this sometimes. I'll be at work having a good or bad day thinking about that random conversation sometimes. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, Yuli has a very unique way of connecting things that have no business that, being that, connected. Yeah, it should not be connected. And but he does it so effortlessly that you sit there and you can't help but go, I know this shouldn't make sense. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yet when he says it, it makes sense. Why ever, does it make sense? You ever watch an episode of South Park and you're seeing how Eric Cartman's doing the most ridiculous bullshit? Mm-hmm. It's offensive in every way. Yet on some level, you get where he's coming from. <laughs> yeah. That's how yeah. I feel about Yuli sometimes. That's Yuli. Connecting dots. And it makes me so angry. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's a hundred percent, a hundred percent Yuli. But yeah, like I, I didn't, I didn't see the show still going at this point. You know, when you're starting a new endeavor, you hope that things will progress. But if someone comes in and goes, okay, in like five, 10 years, where do you see it? You, you really don't know. Like you can, you're most people are, their answer is going to be, I hope, <laughs> you know, they're not going to, they're not going to be like, Oh, I'm going to be at, you know, X, Y, Z. You just are like, I hope I'll still be doing X, Y, Z. So Cause I asked you, you know, before we, I hit record, I was like, uh, what episode number are we on? And, and it's at the point, like when you're in the double digits, you're like, oh, it's episode 10 episode, you know, 20, which by the way, statistically, most people that start a podcast endeavor, even though there's tons and tons of podcasts out there, most that start don't go beyond their 10th episode. Statistically, a lot of people, people give up by their 10th episode because they didn't realize how much work goes into it how much time and, and, and energy, you know, is required to create a podcast. And they usually opt out after the 10th episode, but the shows are still out there adding to the plethora of podcasts that exist. But if you go, you find out a lot of them, they're not, you know, they're not in their 10th episodes and not many people are going to make it to like the Joe Rogan level of like thousands of episodes, you know, where they can turn it into a lucrative career. Um, and for me, I think the only reason I was able to keep it going is because I was able to shift focus a bit. Like I love gaming and I was like, I wanted to create something that, um, helped me connect with people in the community of gaming. And did I want it to become, you know, become this lucrative thing? Absolutely. Everyone who starts an endeavor, I believe in some way wants it to be, you know, uh, a monetary gain in some way. But I think if I made that my main focus and kept harping on that, we wouldn't be in our hundredth or whatever episode. I think I would have bowed out after like, you know, 10, because we're a very instant generation. Like every generation now is used to like the week, what was it? The microwave generation, everything instant, 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 instant. And I, I think that's like a wrong approach with something like, like podcasts, because if you don't love what you're doing and you're doing it because you enjoy it, then it's not going to get anywhere, you know, and you're not going to be motivated to do it. Um, and 
it, I had that approach for a little while and it wasn't affecting just the podcast, like, you know, like how I wanted to approach the show, but like also why I started, I started not enjoying games. I started not enjoying certain shows and I was like, man, what, what is going on? It's cause I had lost my way. And I was like, you know, let me just do it because I want to, because it's fun. And here we are up in the hundreds to the point we don't remember <laughs> what number we're at we're like it's 130 something i forget I what day of the week it is sometimes so it's not a yeah surprise so but yeah today definitely want to go back to like what our roots of the show was and just talk about uh some games and one of the ones that has sucked me into another black hole you you pretty much called it you were like all right see you in like two weeks um is cyberpunk Dude, hats off to cyberpunk for having such a rough start yeah. on launch and getting so much just pushback and understandably uh negative responses to turn it around a few years later and almost be a different game with a whole new feel yeah um i haven't played the dlc yet but you have and i've heard a lot <sighs> from you and, and people online and, and things that i've seen um so let's hear it man so I would say this, if you were one of the people who refunded cyberpunk in the early days, um, get the copy, get it back. This, this is the game that they wanted to release originally, but the investors rushed them. The gamers rushed them. So we got probably like uh, cyberpunk when it was released was alpha. I'm hundred percent calling that was cyberpunk alpha. That was the bare bones, what they could give us and legally charge us for. But Cyberpunk Phantom uh, Liberty is the game CD Projekt Red wanted us to have. And it's completely, the game is completely different. The city feels more alive. The, you're actually living in the future now. Like before, the cyberware system didn't feel as fleshed out to me. Like I didn't feel futuristic. Yes. You know, I could go around, find good weapons, find good cars, find good, you know, uh, cyberware, but I didn't get to feel like a digital hacker. Like net running is a huge thing in the cyberpunk world board game in the, uh, anime, but the game it didn't feel like I would could be a net runner. And that's my thing. I'm a, I'm a huge tech head. So in a game like cyberpunk, being able to be a net runner sounded amazing. I can look at something and hack it. I can look at a person and hack them, but it was very limited. And unless it was a combat hack, it really was no point. Um, so I didn't get to really be the net runner that I envisioned myself being when they announced the game. Phantom Liberty has completely changed that. I mean, before it leaned more to running gun, action oriented, you you were having a good time. Now, Phantom Liberty definitely rewards you for being a net runner. I mean, the way I play the game, and I'm thinking about streaming it at some point just to show how much net running is fun. It's not everyone's kind of play style. Like if you love the running gun, you can still run and gun. But now I can live in the world and I can hack everything. <laughs> I, you could be walking down the street and I look at you and I'm just like, you know what? 
I feel my inner Yuli taking over. I'm going to hack you with three different hacks and then knock you unconscious because now they've set the trees where like, if you combine certain hacks, they have an ultimate effect at the end. So like I can wipe your memory, then I can blind you. And then if I deafen you with my third hack and all three of those hacks are combined, it automatically knocks you out. And the only thing that doesn't work on is bosses. So enemies who are a higher level than me and I'm like, Ooh, yeah, you could probably one punch me. I just combine hacks and knock them out. And I love that. And I don't always have to use like violent hacks. Like I have a stealth netrunner approach. I was telling burn the other day how I pulled up on a side gig to an Arasaka factory. And I had, I was supposed to go in and get this information. The whole factory's got guards, robots, cameras, turrets, everything. I pulled up in my car. I looked at one camera. And then I took over control of that camera. And without even stepping out of my car, I took out every single guard in that blade, in that whole factory. You're not even playing the game. You're just, you're walking through the game. (laughs) Like I took everyone out. I was using a contagion virus. So when one was infected, they spread the infection. I was Man's a bioterrorist uh, in this game. <laughs> I was short circuiting all their robots. I took over their turrets and put them on friendly mode. And they were they were looking for me, but they couldn't find me because I was sitting in my car across the street. All I needed was one camera and I was in their system. And I love that because I after I took them out, I just walked in the building, got what I needed, took all their weapons, opened up all the goodies and walked out. Never once had to fire a single shot. And they've made so many nuance changes that are are amazing, like to the optical camouflage system. Now, I don't have to be like, okay, let me turn on my camo, run up and, and sneak attack someone. Just for ducking and running, my camo activate automatically. I can do my little my little ninja run and sneak up on people. I can You know, they call it, I think they call it the Shinobi Sprint (laughs) because there's a lot of Easter eggs in the game. So I do my little Shinobi Sprint and then I, and then I disappear. I sneak up, I take someone down and the whole time they're trying to track me. They can't because I'm systematically taking them out. Um, They've implemented face changing technology in the game. So if the cops are on to me, I can digitally change my face, which is a person. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. You pick up in the story and it's like, 
oh, you're looking for this version of me. Let me change my face. Now, who are you looking for? <laughs> it's like it's 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 they're they brought technology that we would expect in that time. And now it's in the game. Like, I want to say there's almost nothing you you can't do. Like you can do everything now, like someone's driving down the street and they hit your car. You could hack their car and take over or I you was, can blow up the car. I was I was hearing a lot of um, uh, gamers that, that have played cyberpunk since it since it came out and that used mods quite a bit, saying that mm-hmm. mods aren't really as necessity in the game like they were. Yeah, my, I think the mods now would be more just personal preference, maybe cosmetic than necessity because it seems like cd project red heard what people wanted they added it to what they already wanted to give us and they delivered us a completely new experience and the phantom liberty story is just freaking amazing i mean it's a spy thriller like literally a spy thriller phantom liberty sounds like a metal gear solid game yeah that's you can approach it that's the taste it gives me yeah, there, there was a part in the game that I, I did yesterday where I had to play poker to get information. They basically were like, you know, it would be really awesome. What if we added Casino Royale, <laughs> but you were James Bond and I'm sitting there playing poker, you know, against these people trying to get this information and at the same time copying their identity for later use. Like it, it was it's it's an intense spy thriller that adds a new ending to the game. And so much so that when I reached the end of the Phantom Liberty story, the rest of Night City, as improved as it is, just like didn't carry carry that same excitement. It's like Okay, the, your old life is boring. <laughs> yeah, like oh gosh, back to this normal life. Oh, I guess I got to go rob some people. <laughs> but no, like, it was <laughs> go back to regular crime. Go back to regular crime. Oh no, but no, like Dogtown is a very uh, enjoyable experience for being the slums. Just everything that happens in Dogtown is high octane never ending action um it's a lawless town every man for themselves anything goes airdrops so there's you know there's always gunfights going on um you actually start feeling connected to some of the people you are introduced to you really start you start also seeing how you perceive certain things in life like a lot of people they just make action you know they're just like oh i just want to have a chaotic run well phantom liberty actually i feel gives you consequences for your choice and even the good choices aren't always good you know so it really brings your personal character into question because there's really no good no evil it's just how you perceive things and you really are given the choice to show where you stand on these things, which will determine, you know, one of these new, I think, two possible endings that they've added. <laughs> um, and I found out that D- 
despite, you know, <laughs> like you guys always think like, oh, I'm, I'm a, 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 you know, a nice guy. The way that I've handled things in Dogtown with the way I actually felt about it, I found out sometimes I can be a cold bastard <laughs> with some of my choices. Games show us that other side of ourselves we didn't know existed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I love, love Phantom Liberty. Um, some of the new weapons, there's a sniper rifle that you get in the story that is just plain sexy. I it's a tech rifle. It's called this uh Ray Race Tsunami. It's a there's a new tech brand, Tsunami. And I just love that sniper rifle. I, I love it. It fits with my net running. I'm hundred percent for it. So yeah, but if you guys can't tell, I love Phantom Liberty. Cyberpunk is an amazing game. If you stop playing it, go back to it. If you're like, oh, I don't want to buy the DLC, you can still enjoy the updates without the DLC. 2.0 was absolutely free. You just won't have access to the story and you won't have access to Dogtown. And I think some of the new weapons. But you can enjoy 2.0 with all of its perks and everything absolutely free. So if you still have Cyberpunk, update it. Play it for yourself. The skill trees are completely different. Way better. You're not limited to that one ultimate ability anymore. You can have like, if you got the skill points for it, you can have all the abilities you want. You can be a menace. And if somehow, I don't think you can, but if you could, you could have every skill available in the game to you. And they, uh, they, they made a lot of things make more sense now too. Um, I think a lot of stuff that they couldn't put in the game because they got rushed that they added to the game. <clears throat> makes things make more sense. There was an extra skill tree. We all suspected there was an extra skill tree they wanted to give us that they didn't. Come to find out, it was. Um, it's called the Relic Skill Tree. So they added that in there. Totally worth checking out. Some awesome person that. But yeah, I love I love Cyberpunk. I could go on for hours about how much uh, it's improved and and way better. But speaking on the game, uh, slightly changing gears here. Did you ever? get armor core yet oh yeah i have it i just i i can't play more than one game at a time if my intention is to platinum the game and i've really taken my time at boulders gate of course you know i i work a lot of hours some overtime so i don't always get to play on my days off when i'm just kind of doing other things catching up on life uh but i'm finishing up act two in boulders gate two or finishing up act two in boulders gate three now I'm thinking about finishing that up today. Um, and then I'll probably jump on Armor Core 6. But the problem is, MechWarrior 5 has a DLC that came out. Oh, goodness. And I'm one of the few niche MechWarrior players. So I, I love I love my simulation mech games. Um, so <laughs> I might do that you're, first. You're, you're torn? I'm a little torn. Um, do me so this I, solid. I <clears throat> do, do, do me this solid, okay? Because I know when you start a game, you, you're you in that game for Yeah, there's been times I've like gone, jumped on the DLC for MechWarrior because they'll change part, like some of the games to where it changes the whole game, like in different aspects. And then like five months will go by and I'm like, holy shit, I've only played this one game for five months. Yeah. Um. 
get through your act in Baldur's Gate, because you and I, we both love Baldur's Gate. So I totally understand the investment of, of Baldur's Gate. But start Armor Core. The reason I'm telling you to start Armor Core, you know the Mech Warrior story. You know the, the Mech Warrior lore. Like you said, you're you're one of the niche community. You know that story, that lore. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty into battle tech lore. Yeah. This armor core is a completely different story. It is not connected to the first, I want to say, 20 games, which I a lot of people a, don't. I played a large amount of the original armor core armor games. Um, this I is have, a completely. I've, I've only played the armor cores, like the, the numerical ones. I have never played the, uh, like the, the spinoff side and side, side story ones. Yeah. Um, which there's a lot of, which is why I say I think they have like 12 to 20 games. Yeah, total. They have a lot. Yeah, I, I, have, I definitely um, haven't played that many, just the numerical ones. Play six. And the reason I'm saying play six is because you will not regret it. Six deserves, um, deserves and in the same way demands three solid playthroughs. The thing about it is you will willingly go through those three playthroughs because the story is just that good. The customization is amazing, but the story is good for never seeing any NPC character in that game. I have not felt so attached to anybody in a video game that way since like Tales of Arise, which was like 2020. It takes a lot for me to feel attached to a, a video game character. I could see your point here. Let me explain. Okay. Finish Boulder's Gate. Okay, and then I go on and I play Armor Core. By the time I finish Armor, Armor Core, it might be possible that there's another DLC out for Mech Warrior. And then I could be catching up with two Mech Warrior DLCs because they put one out every five to six months. They've been mm-hmm. doing that for about four years now. So there's quite a few DLCs and, and some are better than others. Uh, so you know what? I could I could binge two new DLCs by the time I'm done with Armor Core. Not that I'll play Armor Core for five months, but being optimistic here, I'm always down to have two DLCs waiting for me, Mech Warrior. Yeah. And I'd like to point out, no big deal, everybody, but I'm totally a, bil- a, a billionaire. He's so in, proud in the of the battle that. tech universe. <laughs> I, I, am, I have over two billion C bills. I, I don't just own a company; I am the company. He is the company. This man, if 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 video games ever let, they're lucky I can't buy fucking planets in that game. <laughs> If Dude, what did I do? Crazy, I disappeared for like two months straight, and you did. and I grinded that game out until I hit a billion dollars, and then I was like, a billion dollars? What if I hit two billion dollars? You did. You vanished. And the thing is, the most we would get out of you is like, hey, dude, you're alive. Yeah, just playing Mac Warrior, and that was it. That was all we would get. And it was just like, okay, well, he, at least he's alive. <laughs> and then you surface like nothing happened. When they added airstrikes to that game, it was a wrap for me, dude. You were gone. When they added airstrikes, that was the like the best. I forget which DLC it was. It was like three DLCs in, but they added the ability to just fucking laser in airstrikes. And that was a wrap for me. And then they started adding uh, like all kinds of just more warfare and battlefield stuff that went into how you play tactfully. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it made the game less, uh, get less old after a while. Cause it can seem a little repetitive. It's one of the biggest problems, mech warrior games and simulation games is they can tend to feel a little repetitive after a while. 
which is understandable. Like we all want something to kind of be different. So they give you an, they've given you enough over the years, made enough changes and, and add-ons to the game that it, it doesn't feel stale immediately. I've considered starting a new, a new world, but that, and we I, would lose you again. I, I don't know if I have an enemy. Nah, that, that was, that was a commitment. I will say armor core is not that much of a commit. It's a commitment, but it's not that much well, of a commitment. And the thing is, is like, I, Mech Warrior 5 is like, it takes place right before Mech, Mech Warrior 2 Mercenaries. And Mech Warrior 2 Mercenaries is my favorite one. So there's a lot of um, mercenary companies and clans that are starting to appear in the Mech Warrior 5 universe that were in Mech Warrior 2 and Mech Warrior 2 Mercenaries. So it's it's really cool seeing like all this stuff start coming together. So I'm I'm really hopeful that we're going to see the clan invasion. I don't expect anyone to know what that means, but it's a problem. So I'm looking forward to because now now in this game you can be doing a mission and you can get invaded by other mercenary units. That's a new thing they added to the game. You'll be minding your own business, doing your mission, and you'll get a transmission. And it's like, and you're like, what is that? What is that? Eagle five and just like fucking shit blows up, and then they <laughs> land, and then they. It's a whole thing, and you're like, Jesus Christ. That's See, cool. I, that's something like a lot of a lot of games could 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 learn from, like that intensity, that that's you know surprise. One thing I will say though, I'm glad like armor. Uh, I hope they don't. Um, that armor core doesn't have something like that. I'm sure um, veterans mercenary, would love mercenary that. groups. But if they kind of did in five, like there was online and it was like factions and depending on your, your wins for your faction, that faction took over more area. Um, I think in, in six, it's just matchmaking. It's just, you know, um, pilot versus pilot three on three, which I think is pretty good because there's no meta in the game. There's, there is like one metal weapon. Um, but everyone knows it anyone can get it it's easy to get everyone can use it so like you still got to be a good pilot you still got to think outside the box and outmaneuver the competition um i have beaten that game to 98 percent. my last objective is beating every mission on s rank but i've done all three endings i've done the good the bad the true um and i will say it like i said it has one of the best stories for a game in that genre in my opinion it was <clears throat> it definitely had an emotional pull i was not expecting for a mech game and i was like wow like i actually left i left the game still thinking about it and i'm like fromsoft you did good you're still on your a game if this was if this was was the 10, 10 year wait totally worth it? And I hope, I do hope they have DLC for Fires of Rubicon. I don't know what they would do if they're basing it off of what the true ending is, then the story could continue. Um, and, or maybe they could have some like in between missions or just add some other missions. Um, but I really hope. <clears throat> that they have a, a DLC plan for it. Like, I, I really do. But 
we, you know, see, this is the thing. When you go down the gaming rabbit hole, time, time flies. But this is uh, we actually, all the time we have for the uh, for this episode this week. But I think I think we're going to bring back some of the just general gaming conversations in future episodes because don't you guys worry microsoft bethesda uh whatever other major tech companies epic games whoever's out there being a juggernaut they're going to do something stupid for us to talk about anyway as breaking news in a a future podcast so we we are going to get some more uh gaming conversations in in the in the future just just to revisit how the gz chop shop all began but anyway, if you guys love this episode, think about checking out our other podcasts, Afterthoughts After Dark, on our Patreon page. It's our Patreon exclusive podcast. Uh, we moved it straight strictly to Patreon now. So if you guys want to be wondering where the episodes for that went, they're over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash OSM Media. We actually just recently did an episode. It was a really good one. We covered a lot in that <laughs> in that rabbit hole episode, but totally go check it out. Um, Yuli joined us, Burn joined us. We had a full panel. It was a really good time. So go check that out. And if you want to support us, visit our store, ellisonmediashop.com, and get some exclusive merchandise to show your support for the podcast, the live streams, and everything we do. We really would appreciate it. Anyway, you guys have been amazing. Take care of yourself and each other. And we'll catch all you wonderful people on the next podcast. Later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or Acast for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.